To the Keeping It Together podcast, I'm Sabrina and I'm Alyssa, and welcome to episode 3.18. We are dwindling down. We only have two episodes left of the season. Wow, we are so close, and we are only what two episodes away now? From yeah, episode 100. This is episode 98. Um, well, 3.18 of our season, but 98 episodes so far of Keeping It Together. And we do have a couple announcements um, that we're really, really excited about. I know we were talking about them on the train on our way back in uh, into the studio, but I think uh, we can give a couple teasers. Okay. <laughs> well, other things in store for you. We are going to be doing a whole look back on every single episode. So if there was anything... You really like anything that you felt we didn't talk about more of or something that was really funny or something you want us to elaborate more on or you just want to shoot the shit with us. Please, please, please write to us at keeping it together podcast at gmail.com and please hit us up on Instagram at keeping it together podcast. Um, I'm hoping that we can hopefully have our IG live working and we can do a live recording and have actually people on for the episode so if you would like to be in the episode you are more than welcome to reach out to us and we will have you on 100 percent. just please make sure to reach out to us keeping it together podcast at gmail.com and our instagram keeping it together podcast i think that's all the announcements for now i think so we have more in store but they're gonna be surprises but i think we should just jump right into what we have in store for today I know we mentioned last episode that we're going to be doing kind of a huge look back since it is the end of the year. We really do this every year. Um, We were going to make this into a segment, but felt it was better to do as a full episode. And I'm really excited about it. We're going to be doing hot takes of 2020. All of the things that have happened over during 2020 that we have a hot take on. Some of which will be very popular things um, that have kind of come about only in 2020. Other things that have been around for a long time, um, but have just been more in our faces because of it, and a lot of other random shit in between. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. Do you want to do what's your struggle? Um, has your struggle changed has since my last struggle episode? Changed? Well, I'm- anyways, I can't forget to do this with you because we do it every episode, <laughs> but it's What's Your Struggle? Um, my struggle, I don't know if it's necessarily really changed. <sighs> no, I think a lot of my struggles will be talked about with some of these hot takes because they're just like very random, sh- random, random things that are going on in my life. Has your struggle changed? Um, well, yes and no. I mean, I won't lie. When I was out in the hallway washing my hands, like I smelled a man's cologne and I was like, oh, I'm so lonely. <laughs> and that has not changed. Is it like I've talked about it on here before? You could go talk to them. I'm sure they're in the um, lobby. No, I think uh, they, they left. Um, Ooh, you never know. They might still be sitting out there. It's fine. You're lucky someone. No, it's it's fine. I, I'll go find them. No, I'm taking a hard break from any type of dating leading up to holidays just because I want to see my family and I want to keep myself yeah healthy and just the issue with dating right now is um yeah you can be taking all these precautions but you don't know what this other person is doing you don't know if they're seeing other people or not and 
honestly, in general, like, I don't know if I'm going to be open to dating, dating for a while. Now, if somebody wants to try and, like, you know, virtual date and we can, like, go through, like, a long talking phase, I guess, then that's then that's fine with me. But, like, physical in-person dating is – I'm I'm a little too anxious to do it. And, like, I even I even matched with somebody wow. on Hinge and they were like they, – they, like, complimented me. They're like, wow, you're incredible. Like, do you want to go get drinks sometime this week? And I messaged them back and I was like, hey, man, COVID cases in New York are rising. So I have – and I have family that I want to see for the holidays. So would you be open to virtual dating? And if they're not, then – they're not. Then and they're not the right one for then, you. Yeah, they're they're not the right one. I'm really proud of you. That's a huge realization to come to, to know that you're not really ready for that. A lot of people feel like they have to be or they feel like they have to date because they have to find somebody. But like if you're I'm really proud of you. Those are really good boundaries to have. And if someone's not willing to do that, then they're obviously not the right person for you. Yeah, because I mean, it's, dating is already stressful enough. And then we're adding in this extra stressor of COVID. Like, I feel like I need to start asking people, like, when did you get a COVID test? Like, it's like an STD or something like that, you know? Ooh, I actually just thought of a really good hot take that's not even in our outline. I'm going off book, but I do, have a, book. I do have a hot take about dating. My hot take is that people take dating way too fucking seriously. Way too seriously. Anybody that... I've talked to that is in a very healthy relationship or they have fun being single. Every single one of us have always said dating should be fun. It shouldn't be an added stress because let's look at what dating really is. Dating is trying to find the person that you want to spend your life with or you just want to spend time with somebody. Why does it have to be so stressful? Why can't we just like say no when we don't like something? Why can't we just say yes when we do like something? Like, there are all of these hidden rules and things that we have to do or don't do. I've never done them. I've always thrown the rule book out of the window. I've just never really personally given a fuck. But I think people take it way too seriously. I mean, I don't I don't think you're wrong about that, but I think they take it seriously because of pressures that they that they may put on themselves well, that's or what I'm like getting society to. may put on them like I, I don't I don't know if it's society anymore. Well, come on, because think, you when when you go home for Christmas, you're not gonna have, well, you're not gonna have that that this year. But people ask you, they're like, oh, when when are you and Scott gonna get married? Like you know but that that's kind an of stuff. Older generation. When I say society, I talk about the people who are like in their twenties and thirties now, and people don't do that. The only people that do that are fifty plus, like realistically, looking at the ones who do that, that is truly a generational mm -hmm. thing. So. 10 years ago, yeah, I do think it was society. But now I don't really think that it is. I think you have a lot of people who are out there making TV shows and making movies and, you know, entertainment pieces like this is like the message we're putting out there is like, one, it's okay not to be married and you're 25 years old. And it's also okay to be single if you're 25 and no children. Like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. And if that's what you want to do, go ahead and do it. But just don't force that opinion down somebody else's throat. Mm -hmm. You know what I also saw on a show that was really interesting? <laughs> and it's a hot take that I want to talk about because it was said back in 2000, okay, and I was watching Survivor, and this is where the quote came from. In season <laughs> one, there's this dude named Richard, and he would always have a lot of hot takes on different things. But he said one that was interesting, and I was like, hmm, this is also off book. He said that 
Religion is what tears people apart. I would agree with you on that one, actually. Just with the way that, okay, oh, I, I want to call it old religion. Because I feel like there are people in our generation that are making religion, I guess, a little bit more accepting and attainable. Does that make sense? Because there, yeah. there are the people who are like strictly about their religion, like, oh, if you don't believe in God, you're going to hell. And like that kind of like strict thing with it. So when you are telling people, oh, oh yeah, you're going to you're going to go to hell because of the way that you're living and you're just literally just sitting there in yoga pants and you're just like, oh, I'm going to hell for yoga pants. Yeah. OK, um, you know, that that deters people from wanting to hear about your religion in general like i cannot tell you how many friends i have um from home that like grew up catholic yeah and they are atheists now like they don't want anything to do with religion oh yeah um so i would i would definitely agree with that hot take it's like it's a it's (sighs) well the way they were talking about it is granted they were also on an island and had nothing else to discuss Mm -hmm. they were looking back on history and why a lot of wars happened and they usually were religious wars and we're kind of seeing that happen now with american society we're seeing it literally happen you have a party that has one agenda or a select group of people within a party has an agenda that is now religious based. But the problem is America is not rooted in one singular religion. Mm -mm. And that's the beauty of it. You have so many different options to choose from. The problem is you have a group of people who thinks who is in government that thinks their religion is the only way, not the right way, only way and so now they're shoving it down people's throats and people are getting pissed because of it and we we see it happening especially when it comes to laws around abortion laws around female rights and it just blows my mind and i heard that and i was like wow religion is one of the top two reasons people fight with each other like scott's aunt um she'll never listen to this podcast like i (laughs) I don't know her name uh but she sent a card to his mom that was like I pray that you won't go to hell. And it's just like she apparently and I saw it happen firsthand where like she would say things like that. And it's like, how are you truly living the Christian way? If yeah. You're, if you're you're going to go and spite people like that, like that's not what it's rooted in. Like that's that's not like accepting at all. Like in Christianity, love thy neighbor is like a look big at, principle. Look at what the Pope just did recently. He is the first ever pope to say that he believes that gay marriage should be legal that people should be able to go and get that civil union that's huge you have the leader of one of the oldest religions there is in the highest position you can be in where everybody else before him has denounced it and he said you know what no we accept these people in the church and they should be able to legally do this that's massive mm-hmm. and yet you still have people trying to tear each other apart because oh, of it you know what i saw i saw this interview with this uh, i think he was like a governor or whatever and he was a governor from the south and he knew because he had the strong southern draw and he was oh like he he was discussing about oh I, f- I forget her name um or he was just saying in general i can't remember specifically but he was talking about uh people who were getting into office and they were of the muslim religion And he was saying how they can't actually be in office. And the person was like, the person interviewing him, I actually think it was uh, Governor Cuomo's brother. I forget his name, though. Chris Cuomo, yeah. He was like, he was like, 
what do you mean? And the governor's like, well, they can't swear on the Bible. And Chris was like, well, they can swear on the Koran. And the guy's face, when Chris said that, his jaw dropped. He, like, did not think for a second that, hey, people of other religions, they can run for government because they have their own Bible. And, I mean, if we really wanted to go deeper into it, which we won't, but each each religion out there they all have similar properties mm-hmm. they just all kind of weed off in some direction if well, that it's makes like sense with christianity the reason we have so many denominations is the way in which people interpret the bible mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is the way a lutheran interprets it is extremely different than what a catholic d- interprets as and i know this from having gone to both religious mm-hmm. school from k through literally uh 12th grade we learned about all of this. And that is with a lot of, I mean, all sorts of religions. You have all these ones that were created or came about um, thousands of years ago. And you have these texts that were written in other languages that were translated over and over and over again. And very easily along the way, somebody could have not translated something over or they translated Maybe, something over different because they didn't like it. Something that I don't think people take into account is our lives now are extremely different than 500 BC. And oh, yeah. People want to take things so literally and not adapt them to the times. And I think that's why people start wars over religion. I'm going to end it there. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was an interesting point. I was like, you know what? I want to bring this up because it is a huge hot take. And I think people are challenging that hot take for the first time ever, which is great. And they should. I think I have another hot take to build on top of that. Huh. And I think it kind of is uh, along the same lines. Um, I don't think we should follow the U.S. Constitution as religiously as we do, because it was written like 300 years ago. And it was written by a group of men. I don't know if that's necessarily as like a huge of a hot take because i wholeheartedly agree with you but there's a lot of people who think that now there's a lot Mm -hmm. of people who think that now i just like it was it was written to be amended well that's why we do have so many amendments but people are always afraid to change it yeah but i mean it was it was meant to be changed because our founding fathers they knew that things are going to change like that's what just it just blows my mind and I just It does. It does. We shouldn't be following it as religiously as we do, but I mean and that I mean that takes another thing that um people should not follow their political party like it's a religion. I'm also just gonna put that out there. I don't know if that's a hot take, but that's just my opinion. I I, I agree. Because I because I feel like we've seen that in the last four years alone so for sure no we have for sure and i i think that one will be an interesting one to follow to see how many people switch back and forth between hopefully various parties and not just the two we shall see we but shall see before we delay we want to talk about all the 2020 shit because we have a lot of really good stuff so i'll let you start first oh okay well first hot take i feel feel like this is gonna come back and bite me in the ass i don't think doja cat is that great i really i just i don't i don't like it's her voice like like i just there's just something about her and i think also too i have a negative opinion already because i know she works with dr luke and i don't like dr luke uh she is one of dr luke's artists um i will say that uh her performance that she did uh for some award show that just happened where she turned uh 
some of her songs into like emo rock and she kind of she kind of had some flyleaf vibes going on with uh, her mm. performance that was very cool uh to see but i just i don't know i'm just not a huge fan of her but like everybody like loves her but i, I love think her song boss bitch i think that's a bop i do it was great obviously for tiktoks it went viral on that like i think it's a bop i can't say much because i don't listen a ton yeah. to her i just also have heard like a lot of problematic things about her like she said some racist things before well, not even just that but on twitter she was like i don't give a fuck about mass i'm gonna go do what i want and then she got covid yeah, she's she's a little she's a little problematic for me, and I think she's I think she's okay, uh, but I just don't think she's as great as like everybody else thinks she is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would have never known about her had it been had it not been for TikTok. I don't think I would have ever listened to the song or like found her otherwise. So I mean, hey, good for her. She went viral. She made a lot of money off the song, and hopefully, uh, she learns from her mistakes. Because that's one where social media is not working in her favor now. <laughs> but people still use her song like none other. Yeah. But they only use the one song. I couldn't tell you any other songs she makes. I only know like a couple, but only because they were viral on TikTok. Interesting. I didn't know she had like a big following. Honestly, I think it's just because people use her songs for TikToks. Like mm. I have actually seen... A video of her performing live it was like from maybe like two years ago and it does not sound good and i don't know if maybe it's because she couldn't hear herself or but everything was like off key it was just not the best um mm, interesting but i mean she has these songs that are uh very uh i mean they're they're bops um and of course you know if they're catchy people are gonna want to listen to them mm. um so, I mean, I guess that's all there is to it for that. All right. Well, let's move on to the next <laughs> one. Um, stage TikTok videos. I fucking hate them. I hated them when they were on Vine. I never understood why people did them. And I still hate them now. Like, the ones that are, like, uh, huge, big choreographed numbers for a TikTok or, like, one of those, like, shuffle uh, pinwheels. I'm like, bitch, I used to do that on ice. So, like, why are you doing that with shuffling and whatnot? I just find it so... I don't want to say unoriginal because there are some really good original ones, but I feel like it doesn't make sense for the platform. It doesn't. I when I when when you think about the TikTok uh, platform, it was originally I think it was called Musical Music or something like Musically. that, and uh, people did like a lot of lip singing on the app, um, and then I think once Vine. I don't want to say it died, but once they... It did they, die. It went I mean, out of business. I don't I don't understand. Uh, it went out of business. The problem was nobody was buying ads on it, and that's how these platforms works. If nobody's buying advertising on those apps, they go away. It's just what it is. So, you know, once Vine disappeared, people need a place for their quick comedy is what I'll call it. So, you know, we got, we got the different stuff going on with TikTok now where you have your... Um, what do I want to call it? Like genuine spur organic. of the moment, organic. Yes, thank you. Comedy videos that we love. We love that stuff. Or you know what ones I really enjoy are like the recipe ones. Like recipes I, are good, even though those are like more staged in a sense. Like I, I think what I'm more talking about is like your staged comedy, like your staged dance numbers that you see that are just kind of. Um, are you talking about just like the one person in front of the camera and they're just like 
doing whatever and it's a dance that literally 30,000 other people are going to do on the app? No, not necessarily that. I think the hype houses is more what I'm going more towards. Like people oh, who are doing like hype a houses. comedy scene of like three to four people and they're acting something out. And I'm like, this isn't even that funny. Well, those I mean, those hype houses themselves. I just I just find them problematic. And if we really want to go a little bit deeper into it, it's literally child labor because it's one yeah. person gathering all of these young creators to create more content that people are going to watch and like frankly like i don't like i don't i don't understand the hype behind these people are just who are just doing dances in front of the camera like yes okay cool y'all can move really well don't get me wrong it's not to say don't dance on tiktok or, or any of that i just like it's not my cup of tea. Like, I don't like watching it. I get my, that's when I get content overload and I'm like, okay, this is way too staged. This belongs more on like a YouTube yeah. or somewhere else. Just not here. Yeah. I just like, I, I hate those. I honestly, I hate the long ass story times or like, I hate the videos that people make where they're like, oh, like for part two. Like, no, just give us the goddamn part two. You know, yeah. like, just just give us that. And then they don't have anything else to offer past that. Or they do, like, the same exact thing, but just a different music. Like, you know what I see a lot now? All of a sudden, people do that, like, kick trend, and they, like, flip shoes up, and then they kick into them, and then, oh, my God, surprise outfit. And I'm like, what are you doing? That's it? You're just making a transition video where you throw shit in the air? I mean, is it, like, the only thing they're making on their page? Yeah. Oh, then, yeah, that's, like, when when you're when you're going on any of those sites, um, you know, any type of, like, video creation, I guess is what I'll say. Like, you have to come up with different Oh, shit. yeah. And it's not to say you can't do them and you can't have multiple ones of them, but I see so many people do them and they're, like, just different outfits or different songs or a different persona or whatever. And, like, sure, that's fine, but, like, that's all you're going to do? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm asking for too much, but organic to me was always yeah. funnier. It was always more genuine. It was always more wholesome. Yeah. I think, see, I'm just, I think I'm just personally content overloaded I, from 2020. And so when I see all of it, I'm just like, ugh. Yeah. I like, I like the comedy. I... I am a. How do I want to word this? Um, it is an uncomfortable thing that this app allows children. Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna call them children. If they're under the age of thirteen, people. Well, people under age eighteen. If I want to be more, if I want to be more honest here, there are people under age eighteen, and they're getting on this app, and they're uh, like dancing, like in little crop tops and like little scandalous kind of outfits going on both girls and guys and it's like uncomfortable where it's at a like very uncomfortable it's like it's almost like the app is allowing i don't want to say child porn but it's like almost like going into that direction they're allowing kids to sexualize themselves yes and And that's not okay no it's not and it's weird because like if you're the ages of like 15 to 18 i feel like everybody went through it that's when you started exploring your sexuality for the first time i think the problem with it now is that now it's become public and that's what makes me uncomfortable about it it is more like 
how publicly available it is and it's uncomfortable and I don't like it. And it, I'm just like, ugh, gross. It's just, it's weird. Like I, I don't like it. And I don't, I don't think it's okay that TikTok allows that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think and then, it's kind of wrong. And then you have these kids that are like 15, 16 years old because they were on camera doing that. Then they're blowing up on the app. So then you see it more. And so they're getting, quote, famous for sexualizing themselves. But they're still just kids. And I just... Well, I think, too, what's happened is when it comes to that, we see, we've see we seen a huge evolution of what it is to be a kid now, mm-hmm. right? When we were 12 and 13 years old, it's such a different world. We didn't have the internet available as we did now. And exploring your sexuality wasn't what it is today. For us, we would use, like, lip gloss, like the really shitty lip gloss from, like, a Claire's or something or, like, a Lip Smacker's. And you had really poor makeup choices. So it would like we didn't know how to really do makeup. We didn't really like our version of fashion was going to limited to or just mm-hmm. or now it's called justice. Um, you know, it, it was just such a different time where we didn't we didn't have the means to put ourselves out there like that. Like if you did, it was like I thank God that we didn't because. Oh, Yeah. I I am worried about some of these kids, the things that they're posting on the internet. This this, this shit's gonna follow them around if you know, because even if you delete it, the yeah. internet is forever. And that's what people forget. Like, and and this hot take kind of goes in with it. I think kids under fourteen should not have a cell phone. Like, it blows my mind when I see kids under that age. Like, who the fuck are you calling? Who the fuck are you texting? You're I with think- your parents. You're home. I don't think kids under 14 should have like an iPhone, like a smartphone kind of device. Right. I think I was at, we were talking about this. Yeah. On the train that you should have one of those old like track phones or a flip phone where you can just call your parents. Oh, yeah. When I was. And that's it. When I was 11, I got a flip phone for the first time, but it was a flip phone. I couldn't get on Facebook no, or anything I like had, that. I used to have this little track phone where you would have to buy minutes at like a CVS mm-hmm. or something. And the only reason I had it was to call my parents like, hey, I have 30 minutes left on the ice with my coach. Can you come pick me up? Like, that's literally what it was for. Like, I like I think those are good. Like, you know, you you give a phone to your kid just so you can call them. They can call you, whatever. Um, you know, and then and then when they get into high school, maybe maybe then they can well, you know go on to I the think, smartphone. But I think, like, I think the way you have to look at it is like the way in which we use phones has changed before phones were seen as a necessity and now they are definitely more of a luxury Mm -hmm. and we've put so much more on them and they've become a huge part of our lives like people's calendars are in there's people's address books are now and they're used to i know my mom used to have a little book she carried around in her purse with like all her phone numbers of people Mm -hmm. but now you have that in there now because we have internet we can do a lot more from our phones. We can have social media on there. We can go and search mm-hmm. something. We can have email. So it was taking, don't get me wrong, there were a lot of good aspects of it, but it's taken so much and put them on there. So a lot of kids, the reason they want them is that that is their access to the internet. That is their access to social media and society, so to speak. Now, I understand I'm not like a parent or anything like that. So, you know, I won't totally understand no, I won't. How to how to govern um, a 
kid. Yeah, governor kid. Uh, unless, you know, I have one of my own. But I also look at it as like, man, I don't want these kids to have access to the Internet at like 9, 10, 11 years old. There's too much out there. And I feel like getting exposed to that you're growing up so soon when in reality you should just try and just stay a kid for as long as you well, can. I, I'm not going to lie. I think that's a little too anxious for me. I do think they should have access to the Internet. But you can just put parent controls on them. Like, I wouldn't, yeah. like, if it were me, yeah, there's a lot out there. And a lot of what I learned when I was a kid was because of the internet. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily, like, blocking it completely because they're still going to find a way. So I might as well just put, like, child locks on it or something like that. Yeah, the the parental controls definitely are a helpful It helps, you know. It's thing. not, I don't think it's about, like letting it full leash and it's just about control right like doing it in little pieces but i think going back on what we were talking about with like tiktok and everything and and you know young kids getting a cell phone it's like again we're not parents so it's very hard for us to make a lot of these calls but man it's really tough when i do see kids under the age of 18 on some of these apps like and being as I, I used to be a kid on like MySpace and I was on Facebook when I was under 18, it almost to me doesn't make sense why we keep allowing people under the age of 18 on social media. Like I don't understand it. I do think you need to have a little bit more maturity to be on there mm-hmm. having been through it because that's how I used to get bullied as a kid. Like that. Oh, and people still do yeah. it. Cyberbullying's huge. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I just I think I think we'd go on for days i could with all this internet and i won't so i will continue to move on um you want to go ahead and read the next hot take oh okay i feel like we're gonna get people mad at us for this one i have my reasons animal crossing is overrated is our hot take Alyssa feels this a little bit more strongly than i do i do because i already beat the game but i also beat the game what are you supposed to do there's no more to add to your house you, you can't add any more neighbors. Like, don't get me wrong. It was fun when it first came out. But now mm-hmm. that I know the whole point of the game, and I know we've talked about it. We had an episode called Tom Nook is teaching us financial literacy. But I think it's so overrated now. I got I on I got bored with it. Because, yeah. Because, you know, you have to keep paying off your debt to Tom Nook if you're going to keep building up your house. And then, like, I'm seeing all these people who basically cheated through the game. Yes. You know, that are having like these big extravagant towns and houses and stuff like that. And I'm sitting there just trying to use this as an escape from the world. And I'm like, damn, I feel like my stuff should be better, but it's not. And yet I have to wait all this time because I can't get more money until tomorrow. You know, that kind of deal. So. I just I got I got a little bored with it and I haven't been on it in a while and I know if I, I go on, on my neighbors are going to be mad at me. Oh, I ended up deleting it because of that number 1 and number 2 I just don't it's not serving me the purpose that I need it to serve. Yeah. I think maybe that's why I think it's overrated because it's not serving the purpose that I wanted to serve and for others it may be serving that purpose but for me, it's just like, it's the same thing. I go catch fish. I go swim. I go pick some fruit up. I go I think it build only, some furniture. Like I think it only blew up because the pandemic did happen. So, like, everybody was like, oh, my yeah. God, we can all make these towns. And then, like, we can visit each other. And this is our way to be together. 
wow, we can't be together. And I think that's great. I used to I have mean, Animal Crossing parties. Because we were, we were doing that shit. We were visiting each other on our islands while we were states away from each other. But, like, now I just... <sighs> Yeah, it's it's just a little it's I, a little overrated, and I feel like there are there are just other games to play that well, we can yeah, hype up. Now that more people have gotten a Switch or they've gotten a PS5, if you've been lucky enough for an Xbox, it's again content overload is happening where there is a new game, there's something new to try, so people just want to go and do that. And I did try and give it the old college try with Animal Crossing, but I, I don't know. I just think it, I'm just done with it. I'm so done with it. All right, next one. <laughs> and this is a big hot take because I see this happening to a lot of people that I went to high school with, that I went to college with, that are my age. I All of a sudden, people are buying homes out of nowhere. Like, people are becoming homeowners and they're getting a mortgage. And I don't understand why. And I think, if like, people are locking themselves down to have a mortgage. Don't get me wrong. I've seen the math where it does equate to the same amount of rent. But that's a mortgage that you have for, like, 20 years. I don't know. Maybe because we're not in a place that we see ourselves buying a house yet. Like, even we're not I in that place. But York, like, Even if I wasn't in New York, I wouldn't buy a house. I know. I just think buying a house is just a... I don't know. I guess maybe it's the market right now. But, I mean, a buying a house is just, like, a huge huge commitment like you gotta be ready am i gonna live here right here for I the don't next even 20 know if it's years like a commitment thing i look at it at a financial thing like if something breaks i look at it as like if something breaks in my current apartment that i'm renting my super comes and fixes it for free if we have bugs we have pest control that comes faux free if something breaks in your house you have to pay for that to get fixed like and that costs so much money my parents just went through this in florida because of hurricanes they decided to get an actual generator installed to the house that automatically turns on so when a hurricane comes they don't have to use like an outside generator and do that but that's like that shit is expensive. Oh yeah, because my my parents did that this past summer. Oh. They were like, they're like, we're gonna get a generator because the the power had gone out in like our whole neighborhood and just our neighborhood only for some ungodown reason, and it was out for like five hours. And my mom was like, we're never going through this again because my mom unfortunately gets hot flashes, so she needs the air conditioning. So my poor father spent so much time trying to find somebody to install the generator and it was gonna be like hella expensive and i think it was oh, yeah. still expensive to get it installed but now anytime the power goes out my mom texts me she's like power went out but we got the generator and we're good like and everything's fine or like if your roof leaks like who fixes that don't get me wrong there's a lot of people out there who are those like diy folks and i think if you're one of those types buying a home would make the most sense because if you can fix it yourself why not I'm not someone that can fix it myself and neither can my partner. So like, why am I going to invest in that? I'm in my head. I'm like, there's professionals out there for a reason. So I'm a higher professional, but we had this issue. My parents did when I was a kid growing up and it was after hurricane Charlie and that hurricane took out so much, so, so, so much. And we had to get roofers at the time to fix our roof because one, a tree just came into our house. Well, a hurricane that happened three years ago actually damaged that roof work and broke the roof again. Again. Oh, my God. Because who they hired at first didn't do it properly. So when the next big hurricane came, guess what happened? The roof started leaking again. And all of a sudden, you have to get a new roof. 
It just sounds like don't buy home in Florida. <laughs> Maybe not in Florida. I, I, I don't know. I just think there's so many other things that can happen. And I feel like when you're in your mid-20s, your late-20s, and even your early-30s, you're still trying to figure out your place in the world. And maybe you're 45 and still trying to figure out your place in the world too. That's fine. My whole point being, I if you can avoid a mortgage, avoid it because there's so many other strings that come with it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a big hot take, but I find it so bizarre. And for some people, it makes sense. Some people are ready to settle down in a location, start a family. And if you're ready to do that, by all means, go ahead and do that. That's your choice. It's just not my choice. Yeah. But I don't know a lot of people who are doing that. I know a lot of single people who are doing it. And I'm like, <gasps> what are you doing? And then they go and move out completely out of that area. Again, if you're looking to settle down in a certain location, yeah, maybe it makes the most sense for you. But this is more directed towards those people who are like not settling down somewhere. And I'm like, why are you doing this? <sighs> That's going to be a no for me, dog. Big no for Big me, dog. no. Next up. Pumpkin is overrated. I think I think people already kind of agree with this, but oh, I yeah. think I think apple is the more superior fall flavor. Apple 100%. cinnamon, if we want to be specific. specific. Yep. Um, yeah, pumpkin is all right, but like, come on, apple pie, um, apple cinnamon donuts, um, apple um, cider, apple cider. Like, you can't drink pumpkin. Come on, you could drink pumpkin juice. Well, it's it's not like apple cider. Come no, on. I know, I know, I know. Um, you can have hot apple cider and like uh, just yeah, you got the pumpkin spice latte, but like I don't even like those. You know what I had from Gregory's Coffee? They made a cold brew made with apple cider. And it was Ooh. really good. And I highly recommend that if you are by a Gregory's Coffee to give it a try. It was really good. Um, but yeah, I just think apple is a more superior uh, fall flavor that we don't give enough recognition to. I feel like every time it's Yum. fall, it's pumpkin this, pumpkin that, pumpkin everything. And granted, yeah, okay. Where's my apple pie? Yeah. What about apple butter? Oh my God, have you ever apple had apple butter? Apple butter is delicious. Ugh. So fucking good. Like, and apples. Come on, apple orchards. Like, you get you have your angry orchard beers. I mean, that's not really a fall thing specifically. Uh, no, but, look, but like pumpkin beer versus like an apple beer. Which one am I going to drink? I'm going to drink an apple, apple cider or an apple beer. It's just what it is. Tastes a whole lot better. Other hot take in relation to flavors. We're actually going to debate this live when it comes to Christmas flavors. There are two that always seem to come up for Christmas. Peppermint versus cranberry. Which one? I think they're both not great. They're both not great. So what's your like ideal Christmas flavor? Oh, what? I I like, I like white chocolate, white chocolate. I think peppermint's okay, but like, (gasps) I feel like it just gets overrun in everything. It's cold outside. Why do I want to eat something that makes my mouth cold? So when I breathe in, peppermint makes your mouth cold. Oh, like when you, come on. (laughs) <laughs> it makes it like because it's minty it makes it like it's that mint that after effect of mint is what we'll call it i don't here. know i think peppermint is the superior flavor uh versus cranberry i don't know why everybody decides to only use cranberries at christmas like i use cranberries at other points in the year why are we only going to use cranberries at christmas why am i going to have a cranberry christmas mimosa when i can have a peppermint christmas mimosa because it makes sense and peppermint is definitely a seasonal flavor it's definitely mint mimosa Ooh, it's good. Ooh, don't knock it till you try it. We shall try it. How the hell are you going to do peppermint and orange juice together? You I don't am... put orange juice in the mimosa if it's peppermint. So 
Is it peppermint juice? No. So what you do is you take a glass of champagne, take the actual glass, and you line the rim with um, actual crushed peppermint, like from a, a candy cane. Mm-hmm. And then you also put a candy cane in the champagne so it infuses it. So it's just peppermint champagne. Basically. is <laughs> what you're telling me. <laughs> well, hold on. You know what? I don't really drink mimosas with a lot of juice. Like, I'm like, oop, just a little drop. Well, a little just splash. like a little microscopic. Take, takes a dropper drop. and just drips. Don't ruin champagne. Don't do it. Why are you going to ruin it? Champagne is meant to be enjoyed as a luxury drink. Drink it the way that it should be. Anyways, Christmas flavors. I think peppermint is 100% one, the best Christmas flavor out there, and two, the superior one compared to anything else. I don't understand why people don't like it. Because it makes everything better and more joyous. And it reminds me of a simpler time, especially with candy canes. Like, I have, I guess it's because I have a lot of memories with it that why I'm so passionate about it of like peppermint is just such a thing, like peppermint patties, thin mints. Thin mints. I know. See? No, that that's just gonna haunt me for the rest of my life. If anybody can find the video out there. A kid from my high school, he made this video back in the day, and it was, would you like some Thin Mints? And he asked everybody around the school, and um, when he asked me, I remember this day specifically, I was having a really, really bad day, and uh, yeah, no, it was bad. And uh, when he asked me that, I just gave this boy the look of death. Like, the look of death was what I was giving him. Oh, my God. And when this video got posted on the internet, it got moderate traction, but every... Define s- moderate traction. Like, like, it got like a couple hundred views, but it wasn't like a couple thousand, you know, but it still it still gained some traction where like random people on the internet were commenting. They're like, oh my God, that girl looks so pissed. Oh my God, that girl's <laughs> going to kill you. Like all the comments were about me. Oh, and no. anytime somebody like says the word that means I go back to 2009. Wow. I'm to that moment. Find this video. I'll show you later. Can <laughs> we put it on the Instagram? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. I'll take a maybe. <laughs> All right. Well, we only have time for one more hot take. We have a couple others, but maybe we'll discuss them at a later date. Um, I will let you choose the last hot take that we discuss. Uh, okay. Um, the influencer clothing brands. I feel Ooh, like, you know, like the yeah. ones where people are like, oh my gosh, look at this piece. It looks like Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner wore it, um, but yeah. it's like only $20. Like, I'm looking at Fashion Nova. I'm looking at Zaffo. You know, these these kind of brands. Nasty Gal is one of them. Yeah, because like... Shop Bob. I've, I've, I've bought clothes from these brands and what I will say is that, okay, yeah, Fashion Nova has been really great for the curvy body. I, but... I think it's fine. It's the first one out of all these different types of brands to be for curvy women, so kudos to them. Kudos to them for that, but the but the clothes are not made the best. No, they're not. I'm also, like, okay, this fucking Zaffle brand, they, they were, like, popping up on my... Um, on my like ads or whatever they had really cute swimsuits so i had bought stuff from them but like i can't return the stuff that doesn't fit like i've tried to get like some type of return information that's always really difficult and it's all of these brands yeah and it's like kind of it's kind of scammy to me and it's kind of like and you only get a 14 day return period and it's store credit yes and it's just so it's very it's very overrated and i do not think 
that online clothes shopping is going to completely replace going into a store? I don't think it will either. I do think for someone like me, I don't, I enjoy in-person shopping if I am in the mood for it. But if I need something, I'd rather just go directly to the brand. And if I know that brand fits me, I'm just going to order it online. See, but that's the thing. You got to know if the brand fits you. And I'm sure you struggle with this too, um, is, you know, buying something new for the first time. And you're like, I don't know if this is going to well, fit me. I, I'm very different. I do Stitch Fix. And if y'all never done Stitch Fix before, you should do it. It's amazing. And I can give you a referral code. But what I like about it is like they send you five pieces and you try them on and whatever you don't like, you send it back. So it's not like you're committed to it. It's mm-hmm. not like I'm actually buying it. And that to me is what works best because what I used to do before is I I don't like spending time in the fitting room. So I would just buy a bunch of shit, take it home, try it on, and then I have to bring it back and return it and do everything else. And it was just too much for me. And now when I look at it online and I don't know the brand, I'm most likely not going to buy from them because... I'm never mm-hmm. going to be able to try it on if I don't have that option to go into a store. It's just too much. See, now, yeah, I'm I'm the type of person, like, I need to be able to try the clothes on before I commit to buying them. Uh, so, yeah, Stitch Fix sounds nice, but I don't mind actually physically going into the store because also, too, the things that you see in store, you might not actually find online. Like, I found some great things in store that if I were to go online and see, like, oh, like, do they have this in a different color? Oh, it's not available online at all. So I, I, I like going into the stores and, like, yeah. looking at the stuff. But what is really shitty about right now is that you can't try on clothes because we are in COVID times. True, true, true. Um, but I think going back on the influencer brands, the reason I don't like them is because of many a reason. One, they use a lot of child labor. And they use a lot of production companies that don't take care of their workers. And two, the quality of the clothing is so bad that I'm going to just eventually have to buy a new piece, either mm-hmm. from them or from somebody else somewhere else. Yeah. No, they they are not they're not all the hype. I feel like people just hype them up too much. Yeah. And they really they really don't deserve all the hype that they get. So if anybody out there knows a decent uh clothing brand that is comparable to these hyped up influencer brands but it is actually of good quality clothing and the company itself is of good quality let us just know hit us up keeping it together podcast at gmail.com and keeping it together podcast on instagram all right. Well, we're actually out of time. So those are all the hot takes that we have today. If you have any hot takes that you want us to discuss, please submit them over. We love doing this stuff. It's always so much fun to do. Um, but that's all the time that we have for today. And we can't wait to see you guys in the next couple episodes as we're winding down to episode 100. We're getting so close. We're so close. It's so weird to me, but we're going to make it. <laughs> Anyways, once again, my name is Alyssa. I'm Sabrina. And thanks for keeping it together with us this week. And we'll see you back next week for episode 3.19. Keeping it together I'm sure it's what it takes to stop me going under Stop the